The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, superfly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props. Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! We are good to go. I guess we are. Because you were just chatting and I wanted to make sure. I, I was I wasn't sure if you we thought were we were recording. recording. Okay. Oh, yeah. It seemed yeah. like you were just talking. I'm going to leave this in. <laughs> of course you are. Just because I, want, Sean everyone, forgot I want everyone to see how the sausage is made. That Sean I, forgot. I fucked up. No, Bobby no, no, Noise. No. Bobbeth Sh- Van Noise. Of I the- fucked up. I hit a button, apparently. Thank you for calling Geek Squad, ma'am. I just have one question. <laughs> is um, your computer plugged in? Is it plugged in? <laughs> oh, By the way, it was plugged in. That's going to solve that. your printer yeah, well, issue. Okay. Yeah, it's, B1. Okay, make sure B1 is checked off and pressed. B1. Yeah. B1. I just it's just you know make sure no, all the same buttons it. are pressed for every track. <laughs> you know that. <laughs> can we get past this? It was bound no. to happen. It's every fifteen it's minutes. We're mention this. <sighs> um, yeah, we're gonna chime in like a fucking grandfather clock. Hey, so Aaron. That fat orange fuck, or I guess he's different colors depending on what day you catch him. It's about that fat orange fuck uh, has uh, been monopolizing the headlines like he loves to do. Yeah, he loves it. Let us for the wrong reason. Give it, give it to us, Aaron. You're Mister Politics. You always are. I I just, I, I, he's a drama queen, very much so. Mm -hmm. Um, He's an attention whore. More a drama queen than an attention whore. Yeah. Uh, he gets pegged. Are you I thinking of all of your? Are you thinking of all of your boomer phrases? No, I'm just thinking of my ex girlfriends. Because um, um, I said pegged. Yeah. <laughs> well, angry at you. <laughs> Is that another one? <laughs> oh. Speaking of which, you guys should listen to Judgment Day with Jesse K. <laughs> Welcome back to Judgment Day with Jesse K. It's pretty much that other podcast. That was weird. But we're gonna ignore it. Yeah. I definitely didn't rip that guy off completely and take all of his ideas no. and make them my own. No, no. that never happens in art either. Mine's uh, at all. films to go to the afterlife with, not films <laughs> to be buried with. There's a difference. It's, there's a difference. Welcome back to the Mr. Pib of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'm the Sierra Mist of podcasters. <laughs> By the way, it's a really good podcast. It's I, super no, fun. I Everyone got should all the listen questions. to it. It's great. Yeah, that's cool. Next week, so. I'm going to turn the floor over to Aaron. That's Let's cool. Go, RC Cola. Everybody needs <laughs> to be RC Cola. Everyone, I dig RC Cola. By the way, wasn't RC Cola the first? I think it was. And no, they're doing Coca-Cola really stuff. well. Yeah. So. They're doing really well. So. <laughs> this guy's so frustrated. <laughs> they're no. still at every Perkins family restaurant. They, is there a per- what is that? It's a restaurant group. It's oh, okay. it's that joke from Silicon Valley. Where no, but like, there literally is Perkins Family Restaurant. Oh, it's, it's the like name a, of a restaurant. And it's very much like a village inn. Uh, okay. Regional restaurants are very interesting. They're they're like you don't know it unless you know it. We had like Cantor's. Oh yeah, and we had 
localized regional restaurants that it's like when you tell people about it, you're like, oh, you know. And they're like, no. You're like, where the fuck have you ever been? And you guys mentioned Village Inn restaurant. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. I just learned about Waffle House 10 years ago. Uh, Didn't know about those. I, oh, my I, God. Are you serious? Yeah. But that, why see, would that's I? That's amazing, right? But, but, we're, but, this is but in SoCal, there's way more no Waffle House. No, Waffle House is, is all east yeah. of the Mississippi. This is so the what's, most a, what's a Village Inn? Trump. Yeah, this is so, This Trump. is a way better conversation than Donald Trump. <laughs> so it, it, it goes deeper. There's regional restaurants. There are regional grocery stores. Yeah. There yeah, are regional beers. And the funny thing is how enclaved, is that a word? It is now. I guess. Uh, yeah, it is, yeah, you got it. I'm pretty sure um, it's a noun. But how enclaved we are that, like, if you bring up In N Out Burger mm-hmm. to a Texan, Oh, Whataburger, man. They will. Fuck in and out, man. Whataburger so lose, much better. They'll lose their fucking Whataburger mind. fucking is jack in the box. You guys can all fuck off. It's the same bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. That's weird. So you're um, from California. What do you think about in and out and the whole fucking like, because there's a couple of different. in and out used to be a family owned thing for years. It still is. Try, they were trying is. to get bought out, though. Let me finish. For years, they were trying to get bought out by corporate America, and they said no. So instead, they incorporated and basically franchised themselves with their own family. So they became a megacorp unto themselves. Sort of, right? Because they still are slowly growing. Oh, they're not slowly growing. You can go look up on your phone how many. I think they're so. But they they, could grow a lot faster. But it used to be centralized. Yeah, it could have been Jack in the Box 10 years ago, but they went. Eh, we want control of everything. Yep. little smart of them. They didn't sell out right away. They knew they had a good product. They knew people would come back for it. The thing about In-N-Out that California people freak out about, their burgers are better than yours. Yep. That's, and you know what? It, for In weird ways, because they don't, and then you go have a uh, gourmet burger where you can order it to temp. I want a mid-rare burger with this and this. Oh, it was wonderful. And yes, those are wonderful. We're talking fast food. I'm not talking gourmet shit. I'm okay. not talking about that. As far as a fa- what we consider a fast food burger, it's very difficult to fuck with In-N-Out from a burger standpoint. Now, what we used to do is go to In-N-Out to buy the burger and then go six blocks away to buy the fries from McDonald's. Yeah. Because In-N-Out's fries can suck my dick. They're, they're not good. They've always sucked my dick. They will continue to suck my dick. The only they're way the I worst. eat is animal style. So they're so bad, I need to cover them with two slices of American cheese. Really? And Thousand and, Island And Thousand and Island dressing and, and onions. onions. That's yeah. animal style. Yeah. So the In-N-Out became famous for having off-menu items. Like you get a four-by-four, which mm-hmm. is four patties. You can get animal style, which is three patties covered in dog shit. Yeah. You can get all this stuff that was off menu used to be able to get a hot dog too and yeah that was way back in the day but what they did they didn't sell out they said listen we've got a good thing we make a ton of money at the time in and out burger was a desired place to work yeah it still is those got at the time when it was 435 an hour minimum wage in los angeles those guys would make 17 an hour to work it in and out. So it became like this destination of employees. 
because it was so profitable and they could pay their people so much, they got the best of the best. And that's where they built their legacy on was high quality workers, paid them the most and had the best shit. And it fucking worked. And there they no, are now. I mean, in and out is basically mythological. Like they are like people. If you're going to someplace with an in and out, you wait in line. You're going to wait in and line. They used you're to, going. They, that's kind of how they started because it was there was ones in L.A. Then there was one in Vegas. I remember that's nah, Vegas the, the, was the OG, a big one. OG's the OG, in L.A. The OG's in L.A. Yeah. Ventura Boulevard yeah. had the first in and out. And yep. people would wait and block out Ventura Boulevard mm-hmm. just to get in, in and out. And it was it was an icon. I went through in and out in a limo during nice. prom. That's dope. Because that was cool shit, but right? That is fucking that cool. That was cool shit. That was, was pretty G, dude. Was that, part of, I love that. Part of their mystique was that outside of that one that's in a really populated area, when they were expanding through California, especially up through Northern California and expanding, they used to hit these spots that were towns that were drive-through towns. You were just driving through and stopping for gas and shit. It wasn't a place. They would never put them in really high traffic, like high metropolitan areas. areas. They started to do that more. Like in San Jose, there's a handful of them. Well, there's that, one in Vegas. That's there's two in Vegas. Way down the road. They used way to only have road. two. Well, that was, was in like the two 50s in and out. when they started. Nah, it was the 90s. But 50s is fine. I know well, I'm old. I'm not that in old. The 80s. No, dude. By I'm 92, telling you, they had I'm, one in Northern California. Dude, I'm telling you, I graduated in 1990. I'm old as shit. Yeah. I know how many in and outs they were, and it was it was a thing of legend where everybody went, "God, why don't these guys go everywhere?" Right. And the family said, "Go fuck yourselves. Mm-hmm. We're gonna do it our own." And now they have probably 200 outlets. Yeah. Well, and, and they they, still, it's all still family owned, and they still grow slowly. Like they go if they get into a market like Denver. They because like you said they control every like they, everything they have a production facility the that distribution they build. distribution oh. as well everything and then they're they, not they, they have a policy of no stores within the past three hundred miles from there so that they never have to freeze anything and they never fresh so they have commissaries in every major metropolitan area it was very smart from yeah. a. From a food standpoint, this is super dorky and boring for all you guys. Sorry. No, this from is a, a great conversation. From a business yeah, is. standpoint, I, like I love this. They were able to d- design and develop production areas and commissaries in centralized locations where they can cut, buy, store all these products that they're doing and ship them in, within quick distance, which is heavy hit diff- or distance. And drop it, no freezers, which means they didn't need a big kitchen. They needed a box with a bunch of kids that can move fast. Yep. And that's all they did and ripped it and continue to rip it. And they have a huge team. Have you ever, it's smart. It's smart. If you go into an In N Out Burger, no matter what time of day they're busy, there's 15 fucking people and they each have one specific task. And it's such most a of them, perfect most setup. of them, and oh. they they assembly line, they do their shit, and everybody gets paid more than you. So, like, what are the? Okay, so Whataburger we talked about. Mm-hmm. That's, That's more a, traditional fast food, a, right? Yeah, re, traditional fast food. But people regional. think it's the most amazing thing. No, Texans Is think it good? it's the most amazing thing. It's, I've never had it. So it's basically like a Hardee's burger. It's fine. fine. Okay, we didn't have Hardee's either. We had Carl's um, Jr. It's the same thing. Now, I've had 
Ooh, it may be actually... Maybe it is I'm exactly the same thing. Yeah, it's, it's like west thing. of the Mississippi. It's this, and then oh, and they have so the, the other one thing? is Five Guys. Yeah, right. Oh, okay. Like the the other like 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 franchise that exists on the In and Out level is Five Guys. And Five Guys started on the East Coast. Five Guys That's in New Jersey, New York. I've had I've five never guys had a Five time. Guys. I did Five Guys. It's good. It, it's what good. it tastes like to me is it tastes like a really really good cookout burger. It tastes like a really good burger oh, I had at a barbecue. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I like That's that. Really and their fry the fry situation there is fucked because you are like whether you get oh a small God. fries or a large fries. You're fucked. They take this cup. And then they just like put it Shove in your bag and it. then dump a whole basket of fries. <laughs> but, think, in your bag. but think about <laughs> it. Just always order a small they're, fries. They're you're giving you. Fries. They're giving you something that costs nineteen cents a pound for them. Yeah. They're overloading it and handing yeah. it to you. So you're like, oh my god, this place is great. What's and you're value? coming in your pants because you're oh, like, yeah. holy oh, shit. And Five Guys thing with fries though is also they also have a little like chalkboard up at Five Guys and they tell you what farm the potatoes are coming from this week because they're yeah. special yeah. potatoes. Yeah. I you thought they were gonna tell. You how much you weigh. <laughs> Welcome back That's to the whiskiest of reels and the riskiest of wheels. This is a whiskey reel. We are not going to talk about fat kid shit all day, but we may. And you know what? That's our prerogative. Great conversation. You're listening to our <laughs> podcast. We're not listening to your podcast. So if you're tuning in, you get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. Word. This is the Whiskey Reel. We are sponsored by the most gloriousness, the North Korea of liquor stores. It is the Whiskey <laughs> It is the Wagon Wheel, man. And I say that only because well, they hold... North Korea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll explain it. I'll tie it right. together. Okay. They're holding whiskey for themselves that they don't want you peasants to have. Oh. But when the Whiskey Reel steps into the building... They will share it with the aristocrats. Yeah, although... They'll share it with everybody on on the cloud. Aaron, I I saw you walk into the back, and then you came out, and your hair was messed up. And then you had the bottle. You know what, So don't mince words. You sucked a whole bunch of dick for this. I wipe my lips and spend my chips, bitch. Well, That's what's going on. We got a bottle that we will we talk about later. We're going to talk about later. It's crazy that you never talked about it before, right? This is well, we've never done this before. It's a weird. It's a weird bottle, not because of the cost, more no. about the uh, exclusivity of yeah. it. Yeah. That being said, we are back in true form. We have our third leg, and I don't say that about his dick. I just meant he's the third guy. I feel like I was always the cock of the whiskey reel. It's like you guys were two strong legs, and then every now and again, that cock's got to poke his head out and say something bad about just something horrible, some race or and then it's got to get developmental issues, and, and then you get monkeypox, yeah. <laughs> cancer. So, monkey wishing, cancer. It's a wishing new thing. cancer upon people. <laughs> Urethra hey. cancer. <laughs> hey. I didn't wish cancer. I got yeah, you did. Like, actually, I did. said no, actually you when you I said when this person gets cancer, which now, her husband's bad karma will no doubt create. You wished it. That's what I said. I didn't you manifested it. it. Oh, because I said it out. You've been watching Instagrams right, with ladies and crystals. Well, I wish you were better at manifesting because that you. bitch is alive and He's well. He's still alive. <laughs> He's doing very well. well that being said. Yeah. We are the whiskey reel. We are Your back. God it. damn it! And so, like, my head was stuck here because I couldn't move. <laughs> he is so troublesome. What? He's Your like foot? a foot. You're he's stepping like a on the cord, bro. Look at him. He's cumbersome. <sighs> that being said, I have sitting calm, cumbersome. 
Go on. Name the band. Seven Mary Three. Thank you. Sitting across from me is a glorious man. He's so frustrated. He is the he is the other flannel. (laughs) We go Crip versus Blood on this show. It's fall. Bobby is Crip flannel. He's sea walking all over this podcast. I love him very much. He's funny, and he's lovable. Oh, at the same time. Sometimes not at the same time, but mostly at the same time. This is Bobbeth Van Noyes of the Tallahassee Van Noises. Buddy. Thanks. You break up my heart. You break up my heart. <laughs> you make me feel feelings like Nicolas Cage in Moonstruck. It's weird. Oh, you, I know. That's, he's a very sweet yeah. man in that movie. Are you going to get weird about it? Guys, this is a very special week. <laughs> we have back in studio, back in Cloud City... Our sweet, chuddy buddy, my, I don't know, sixth best friend, <laughs> sweet Jesus Chuddlesworth. As long as I'm in the top ten, I'm fine. <laughs> top tenner. Yeah, you're in the top ten, bud. That's yeah, awesome. You're outside of, you know, Mount Rushmore, but you are in the Pantheon. <laughs> you're in my ring of honor. And you're in my Senate. Mr. Sean Moriarty. <laughs> oh, I'll still be on that Mount Rushmore. I'll just run up and tag myself onto the side of it or some right. shit. No. Because that's what I do. I jam fuck myself into situations. Invasive. To my wow. left. <laughs> yeah, I forced myself into this episode. I was like, you're having me on. Jam fuck. I think I invited you. <laughs> you did. You definitely did. Okay, good. But, but then in response, he said, yeah, that's right. I'm coming on. Right. Coming on. Yeah, There's nothing you could do about it. Nothing you're- you could do about it. <laughs> Because I'm a madman. That's what Blake always calls me. In fact, he signed two of my books at the book signings. The last two books he signed is, Sean, you're a madman, Blake Crouch. Did he say it like this? Sean. Did he say, you're a madman? Hi, I'm Blake Crouch. Sean, you're a madman. I write books for a living, but I don't want you to hear what I'm saying. I don't want you to hear what I'm saying, but you're a madman. White snakes. This is probably the most exciting book I've read. (laughs) Dyke snakes. What? What? I'm Blake Crouch. This Holy is, shit. All right. This is taking too long. Yeah, sorry. To my no, it's left. Fine. We're having fun. Is the Silver Fox himself, the general manager of the multiverse. He is currently doing the work of 18 contractors to move Home Slice North to the other Home Slice oh North, but not getting paid nearly enough to do it. <laughs> he is Senor Antonio Ebrenderes. Ebrenderes. He is too sexy. Hello. Ay, 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 ay. I, oh, now you're being racist. That's usually my job. Sometimes. Hello. <laughs> yeah, we miss Musica Caliente. Musica Caliente. Okay. We used to do that. Guys. Every week. We did that. I used to do it. And then i do it. Sean would do it. And We're then he'd look people. at us and go, you're bad people. Yeah. That's exactly what would happen. Right. Every episode. Before we begin into the body of this dog shit and talk about our wonderful bourbon. This is a great podcast. I'm just going to say. It's Yeah. Let me ask Sean, because you guys haven't heard from this man in a minute. In a minute. This will take literally 37 seconds. Okay. Sean. Yes. What's going on, Papa? Uh, what's going on? I'm pretty much just working, um, uh, going, watching movies, playing Xbox. Uh, went to Albuquerque for a quick trip uh, for a specific reason. I'm we'll sorry. talk about that during media. You know, I am too. Yeah, it's, uh, it's not great down there. It's a horrible it's place. It's rough. It is rough. They're cool places, and honestly, it's nice to go to Civilization every now and again to go to. Yeah, a they have this. Uh, they have this great 
store at at their I think it's the Coronado Mall or yeah, is it the Coronado Cottonwood Mall? Coronado Mall. They have a great store called Boxed Lunch, and all it is is just nerdy posters and figures and shit. They have cool. shit they've curated from Dude, forever ago. It's so cool. I went in there and I, I finally saw for the first time in fifteen or twenty years. McFarlane had come out with this dope Jaws setup that's the Orca, the full boat, with the fucking shark, like, on it, like, at the end when he actually lands on it, with Quint, like, in his mouth. It's amazing. I remember it was, like, 129 bucks when it came out. Sideshow? Is that? Uh, I know. It's McFarlane. McFarlane Toys. Because he does the design. Cool. It's so dope. It is is 129 bucks available at Suncoast (laughs) and like two. Yeah, Suncoast. Shout out, baby. Shout out. And I never bought it because it was too much money. So I see it on the top shelf at Box Lunch. How much? Katie was like, we we were buying each other our anniversary presents because we were actually somewhere where we could see shit. God, you guys are so you. Right? I got her a fancy pair of Jordans that she wanted at fucking finish line oh, or whatever. fuck yeah, Katie. Yeah, Get that money, it. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you roll your eyes at that? That's amazing. Because she has like... You literally rolled your eyes. I did a little bit. Well, and I have a few pairs now, too, because she keeps buying them for me. Because she, when she buys them for herself, listen, she feels guilty. Listen. Sweet kick? <laughs> shoes? I know. There are a couple things in my life my mom told me. Always buy good shoes. Yep. Never marry your dad. There you go. That was it. That was a good. That was that's a good, good advice. That's that. that that's a wrap. <laughs> if you, Aaron, if you ever Your turn gay, smart never marry a, like this motherfucker. <laughs> you know the guy that just and then you always good uh, So I, it, I'm like, oh shit, they have it. It can't be that expensive, Katie. That's what I want. And I'm like, hey man, how much for the McFarlane and like the box is slightly six hundred, six hundred, eight hundred and forty nine. Oh! God. Damn. That's how fucking hard it is to find that oh, thing. Stop I was it. so pissed. So instead, I got Bruh. this dope. Like I got this. It's newer, but it's an. E, it looks like the Evil Dead VHS box. And when you open it, it's got yeah. an ash with like a bunch of different hands and stuff. I so that's exactly in the collection now. Uh, I got that instead. Um, so that's kind of what I've we been doing. just asked you how you were doing, and I'm like, I got this figure. <laughs> uh, I'm it's such fine. a. I'm like, I play Xbox. Buddy, I buy figures. I love you. So oh, I love no, you. I know. It's nice. Uh, and then I'm preparing. I'm just kind of been laying low since the last time we saw each other because I'm going on like a 10 day trip to Southern California in October. Me so I'm too. Kinda just saving. Oh, sweet. When? Not to Southern California. Oh. I'm going to New Orleans. You're going to New Orleans for your yeah, 50th. Yeah, brother. buddy. Yep. So Sean's Sean's gonna kill himself on In and Out and Roscoe's. Oh fuck yeah! Oh, oh fucking fuck Roscoe's. brother! What are I'm you gonna go to the. Ru- what are you gonna kill well, yourself? On? We're Trust staying me. in Anaheim because we're going to Disneyland to see fucking Galaxy's Edge, and I want to go to the Anaheim Roscoe's because the one near Disneyland no, is a fucking no, no, shit no, no. show. That, That's why I like it. Because you can go to the OG. Oh yeah, don't go to the Hollywood. Go to the OG. Yeah. But which anyway. one's the OG one? Pe- the one on Fairfax. What is yeah, it? Yeah. Not Fairfax, but uh, Fairfax yeah, is Fairfax. Hollywood. That's Hollywood. Sorry, I'm getting chunk. Wait, is it uh, Fairfax in Hollywood? No, 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 no. It's a Western. Western. Okay. Western. I'm going to play the, the uh, Roscoe's commercial from Tapeheads. <laughs> Pretty right fire. Here. Right here. Uh, Roscoe's. By the way, Roscoe's is the shit. We, we could have had a whole conversation about that shit. Roscoe's is kind different. of trying to lead it into that, but, but it's, it's very particular. Yeah. Roscoe's is particular. Do you want a gallon of the best, worst mac and cheese you've ever had it's with your waffles amazing. and greens and hamburgers? Um, and the greens aren't that good. The greens use... When I, I don't like my, the greens In the Roscoe's. 90s when I went, Everybody's the greens like, oh, the, the, I, I'd rather cook my own greens. Now, the, the fucking waffles and the chicken yeah. as base? Yeah. Fuck Fire. with it. Yeah. Fuck with it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Anywho, I love, I love so, that yeah, both of my doing. brothers are here. And you're doing well. 
And you're doing well. I have a weird feeling that we're going to talk about a lot of people in this next segment that love Roscoe's. <laughs> That's weird because you're all talking about white athletes. <laughs> That's not not. Well, I mean, I didn't okay, say shit. So about let's my preface athletes. this. Wait, let's talk about the fucking whiskey, guys. Talk about. Oh shit! I am so sorry, you guys. Yeah, yeah, we're going to talk about. This all right, whiskey. so we touched on it. I love how every time I come on, it seems like you guys like you guys are so good lately with just the two of you. I feel like I fuck it up now. Sorry, come in it here. throws off our. No, 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 no. It's not even a bad thing. We just are used to. Yeah. I've been really digging no, it. I it is, like, it's I, chaos. It is. It's organized. Yeah, but this chaos. is chaos because we're not used to the. It is. Thing. That's what I'm saying. So we yeah. the triumphant guys. We went to Wagon Wheel, and Aaron sucked a dick because this whiskey apparently is not out on the shelf. And it's I'm only really, really good at it. It's only for their bourbon club, right? Isn't that yeah. what they said? Yeah, they have a yeah. bourbon club, which is bullshit. Suck it. What? <laughs> Join Dude, the fucking club, Wagon Wheel. Not only as a bourbon club, they have a special, special club. It's a good place to be. There's great guys that work there. They were so kind to take this off the back shelf because even though this is not an expensive bottle, it's not. It's a $40 bottle. Yeah. It's not a big deal. It's right in the middle of the But it's for so hard to get. This is Eagle Rare 10 years. Sean was nice enough to buy it. Yes. We coerced. The people mm-hmm. at Wagon Wheel. We really we, did. we literally did. made the guy call his no, boss. He yep. did. Aaron Folk, Aaron crossed his arms and stood there. I can't. I can't. No, no, I'm not leaving. <laughs> and uh, for good reason. Can I speak to the owner, please? Can, you know, can you I, can speak to him. So can I speak to the owner? Aaron, talk about the, the lineage of this whiskey because we've done other whiskeys in this family. This is Heaven Hill. This is Heaven Hill. They make um, a lot of shit. They know how to make bourbon. Mm-hmm. Um, weird thing about Eagle Rare, their lowest bar is 10 years. Yeah. In barrel, which if you can imagine trying to put a baby in a barrel for 10 years and waiting for that baby to grow up. <laughs> no, seriously. Sorry. It, no, you're, 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 you have a child in a barrel and you won't see them for 10 years and you hope they're cool. And then they come out and they're like, Sean, and you're like, son of Fuck. a bitch. <laughs> and then down. they come out, then they're like, Bobby, you're like, all right, motherfucker. Okay. And we'll you try know, it. We'll they, try it. We'll, we'll give it a go. <laughs> and <laughs> you, you're putting a liquid that you believe in, in a barrel for 10 years. And then you wait. Can you imagine that? Like a, a decade of waiting and an end a hoping. Now, granted, they pop these, they pop out of the bung holes. I love saying that. Mm-hmm. And then you taste a little tasty poo, and you're like, ah, mm. they wait the 10 years. Eagle Rare is special, not because it's expensive, because it's not, dude. This is a $40 bottle of bourbon, yeah. but good luck finding it. That's yeah. the thing. And I'm going to irritate everybody even further. I buy this for under $25 a bottle whenever I want. Suck my dick. And this is a special bottle. It's not around. It's like Blanton's Mm -hmm. where it's not super expensive. It's just super small. And when you get it, you better get it. So if you ever see Eagle Rare on a shelf with backup bottles, buy it all. Just buy it all. Take the hit. Bring it. it home. Buy it all. 
I'm telling you, this bourbon is about as approachable. And I I wish everybody could drink this as bourbon first. Mm-hmm. And honestly, this is exceptional if, bourbon. If you want to be an aftermarket douchebag, you could literally upsell. You could upsell this to your friends 100%. Mm-hmm. They oh, will yeah. pay. You could sell this for probably 150 bucks to Easily. certain people. Easily, because no nobody can it. get it. Because they can't they get it. They had to go into the back so yard. So when we talk about Heaven Hill, this is the same company that does things like Pappy, Buffalo Trace, Buffalo Trace, Pappy, Weller, Weller, and it's very similar to Weller Twelve. They do Weller Twelve uh, it's, is not. It's, it's different than Weller Twelve. It this is different sounds... than Weller Twelve. What I'm saying about Weller Twelve is price wise, Weller Twelve is like a fucking fifty dollar bottle. Right. But good luck. You're no, not you gonna fucking it. find it, and they don't See, mark these though. To they say do like, not. Oh, this because it's no. so fucking consistent. This is the cr- exact same this, thing. This they is don't need crazy to. with Heaven Hill. Yeah, this is what they do. They don't small batch it. They nope. don't single write it. Nope. They don't barrel it. They don't say this. They don't say that. It's like they're the gingerbread man. Come get me. Come get if me. you can get me, then you get me. If you can't, then you can't. Then you're fine. I, I buy bottles of Pappy for fucking $30 a bottle. What do I sell it for a shot? $50 a shot. Know why? Because you can't get it. Yep. This is one of those. And now, granted, I'm not trying to go super extravagant. Eagle Rare is a lot easier to get than that. Mm-hmm. It's not an allocated bourbon. It's just a bourbon that's really difficult to get consistently. It's because the bourbon it's people like know, and they usually, like you said, we're going to go to Star. Somebody right. like me has already gone in there and said, oh shit, they have and four wiped them Eagle out. Rare. Now those wiped are all them in out. their collection. So as a business person, if you're selling something for $20 and you're selling a hundred of them a day, Regardless, if I put that to $40 and I'm still selling 100 a day, what's your fucking impetus? You're going to go to 60 and 80 and 100 and you're going to see where that fucking line is crossed. And right? this, kids, has been your lesson in how capitalism works. Business brother. So, <laughs> real quick. Sorry. Before we finish up. The, um, the whole episode. Here's the important like <laughs> That's it. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. They're getting a three-hour episode. We understand how whiskey works now. Great conversation. What does it fucking taste like to you guys? Oh, yeah. Like, we need... I want tasting notes. <clears throat> I'm interested in what you guys will say before me. I think this is 10-year Buff Trace. And I don't mean that as an insult, because I think Buff Trace is an absolutely gorgeous fucking whiskey. I haven't tasted that in a while, so I can't this compare. Is, I, okay. I no, I can't. This That's is fair. Just tell what you think. What do you I think that this this is one of the we we've said this about a handful of whiskeys, but this is one of the I'd probably put this on the Mount Rushmore for like if we were teaching people how to make bourbon, like to put this as an example of like it's so perfectly balanced and it's not just balanced in the flavor. It's balanced on the nose. I'm trying to pick out like, is it more char on the nose? Is it a little more red apple on the nose? And I'm not I'm getting all of it. It is pure bourbon. If they were going to make a bourbon flavored anything, I'd want it to be Eagle Rare because it's so consistent. Copy. Yeah. No, what do you no, think, that's Bobby? Perfect. Um, same thing. Uh, like like I say, Buffalo Trace is one of the more down the middle, um, approachable bourbons that you're ever going to find in your entire life. It's fat girl. You take that and you put it in a fucking bottle, or I'm sorry, in a barrel, and wait ten years. 
But I, ten, eight years. It's going to be fucking even smoother. Right. Even more approachable. Right. Even more um, elegant. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, there can't be too much. These, well, it's bourbon, so it has to be new American oak. I don't know what the char is on it, but for it a 10 year bourbon. It doesn't have to be necessarily color, new. A lot of 10 year bourbons have a much darker, richer color. No, and this, this is, is a lot. Why do you think that is? And Probably I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna fuck with. It's both gotta be your, something the distillers I'm are using. Fuck with both of your shit. They, it's gotta be the, the the distillers have a very specific barrel <clears throat> so that they use. If a barrel, if a barrel was supercharged for a long time, it would pick up a darker color, right? Yep. What does that tell you? That they're not charred very. It's not. It's that's what not I just said. It's not. It can't charred. be very charred. So it's new American. This is oak, like a, a one charred. or a two. Yeah. They just hold it longer. They hold it's it. It's not. It's not fucking a mystery. It, it's. They're taking a lighter charred barrel. So in taking, instead of taking a heavily charred barrel for two years and just drilling fucking flavor into it. Like Jack Daniels does? Well, don't I know. start the Jack Daniels. <laughs> yeah. We got to have content uh, they're taking for a lighter. They're taking a lighter. They're taking a new barrel lighter, charring it lighter and holding it longer. Yeah. It's sophisticated. Yep. This is sophisticated bourbon. Yeah. This isn't milky, drippy, uh, caramelized, sugared out, mouthy shit. This fucking elegant as shit. Bobby said the word elegance took it out of my mouth. It's elegant bourbon. It's lifted. It's different. This is for people who understand bourbon. If you don't know bourbon, don't drink this first. Nope. You're go with a thicker, richer Although, buffalo trace. Go make Bobby this mark. did say though that you would hope that people this was their first bourbon. I I, I don't think you would appreciate it. <sighs> I would have. I don't. I kind of appreciate what Aaron's trying to say with that because what he's talking about is you have to introduce certain things to your palate before you can understand what the fuck you're actually tasting. So, like, if I'm going to eat a creme brulee, right? Mm -hmm. I've had vanilla ice cream. Have you had burnt sugar? I understand what vanilla tastes like. But if you had burnt sugar, have you had, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's introducing things to your palate in a way that's like you're ready to accept it. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we always talk about on the program training wheels. Yeah. Right? Like, I would say that Buffalo Trace would be training wheels for Eagle Rare. Yeah. It's if just you like when chicks are growing up, and it's like, you don't want to just put a giant cock in your mouth, the first cock. You have a couple of Vienna <laughs> Why sausages does it, first, get you warmed up. It always <laughs> oh, comes down I love that. to cock. To this. <laughs> um, it's a beautiful That's why bottle. I introduce myself as, hi, I'm Bobby. I have a very average cock. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> honesty. And they're it's like, like it's like George and Seinfeld. It's, all, it's on your business card. Did it, it lands I've like seen an your business card. An hour card. later, that lands, they're <laughs> yeah. just like, I might He's no sweet. Wonder. He's smart. No wonder you get to corn <laughs> many people. He he's found the rhythm, and also I could probably take it. They yeah. call him the ri- <laughs> they call him the rhythm. <laughs> um, just saying. Uh, All right, we got to get so on. Eagle, we got to yes. move on. Eagle Rare is By the if, way, if you can find it and does not taste fine. like it. Uh, th- it does doesn't even matter like with this bourbon. And go ahead, buddy. If you can find it, buy it. If yeah. you can buy it, hoard it. If you can hoard it, share it. We always say it's a buy. That's but it. this is this a is buy if you fucking see it. If you're lucky enough to find it, buy it. Special. Special. Um, we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of this bitch. Which um, is going to be weird. It's going to be okay. 
This we thought for you it's going to be weird we're because you give, already told us who all your favorite athletes we're are. We're going like, to we're going to okay. give you a little slip behind the veil, <laughs> and that slip is this: you all know we're sports guys. We usually yeah. talk media. You know that, and that's our as Daniel would say, that's our hort. That's my hort. That's racist, by the way. No, that's LA shit. That's hort. That being said, we like a lot of sports. Sean likes different sports than Bobby and I like. Yeah, he's you a two hockey. Just watch football, and that's it. That's not he, true. No, that's what a, you told me. Football only to well, my me, face when I asked for me. For me, he's from LA. Talks about the Dodgers. Oh I said they're in the playoffs. He goes football right. only, bro. All right, let's explain the concept. Can we bring it down? <laughs> I'm just want realism. Sean Moriarty. Sean Moriarty enjoys baseball and hockey. Yes, that's his two manies. Bobby, football first and foremost. And then you dabble into basketball, football, and basketball. Are is my that love. those is are that my loves? Fair. I'm basketball. I'm I've been playing a lot of first. FIFA though. I'm football first. Basketball. I will get into the conversation of why that's important to me. But I'm a football guy first. I don't play Dungeons and Dragons, <laughs> but I enjoy the prospect of what he means this fantasy brings. football to our now, listeners who wondered what that reference. No, was. they know they know what it means. I get it. So we're going to talk about a lot of things. It's going to be a meta conversation. It's going to be a personal conversation. It's going to be a distinct conversation about sports. And this isn't going to be dude bro jock fucking jam. (laughs) We're not talking about that. We're going to talk about sports and instances and why it's important and potentially tribalism and oh, why yeah. this is different 100%. than other things in our lives. So I'm going to I'm going to open the floor to Bobby because I think he has a much well-rounded view of what I'm saying. I don't I don't know if that's necessarily true, but I I the reason I want to have this conversation is we talk about media so much. We talk about movies and we talk about music and we talk about TV shows. Yeah, man. And we fucking talk about all our politics and all this shit, right? But let's be honest, like all of us in this room and probably most of the people listening to this podcast have a stake in athletics and they watch sports and maybe they played sports. Maybe that's the reason they watch sports. Or maybe they were just like married some asshole that loves the Denver Broncos and they want to fucking watch that. You know, fuck what I mean? you, Brad. What I'm, <laughs> but you understand Sorry. what I'm saying? Like, like <laughs> to sit here and pretend that sports are not relevant is ridiculous. Is ridiculous and, and stupid. Shit. I mean, and it's like, media too. It's a and, huge yeah. portion of media. and there's a huge portion of our population population. Wow, partialation, population, dude. That is partialation that sports the word? are fucking like this irrelevant and dude bro and almost offensive. it can be though it can be but why do you love sports that's the conversation i wanted right. to have and i wanted to talk about the people that we've fallen in love with as athletes so go and why they have you first Okay. So, okay. So, like, I put together a few, a a short list of athletes. Of 47 people. uh, No, white. I got a handful. (laughs) And, God damn it. I know. I shared too much with you guys. They're so white. So, yeah. A lot of the. 
I'm not going to lie. When I put this list together of people that I cared about sports-wise, it was slightly troubling. Because like, <laughs> I was like, I don't... Do I not love black athletes? <laughs> Which I do. I grew um, up with Michael Jordan. Bobby is obviously fucking, being Bobby. I'm being so. Bobby. No, but I. But my favorite dudes, the guys that really made me love sports. Bunch of yeah. No doubt about it. Just a bunch of white dudes. Well, you root for the underdog. I root. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. Yeah, you I like, and I white dudes seem like the underdog. See, I don't think that's accurate. I root. No? I root for the. I root for. Henry V. Hill. You know what I mean? Mm. I root for the Henry V. Hill guy. So, my first... You seem kind of like a Doug Flutie fan to me. Like Not he, a Doug Flutie like fan. Still talking about Doug Flutie and his potential. No. Never no. Realized. This is going I to be... I saw Flutie Flakes at your house in your cupboard. This will be the most controversial thing that I will say on this podcast. 100%. My favorite by far... Favorite basketball player, regardless of college, pros, whatever. My favorite basketball player in the world is always going to be Christian Leitner. Really? Christian Leitner. Weirdest Who do you thing. Play? I'm going to forgive me. I'm not very it's good with basketball. What team do you play for? Duke. Oh, And then college. won a bunch of shit. And then won the NBA and became irrelevant. Not true. He was totally also true. a top. Okay, so Christian Leitner's this. Christian Leitner was recruited in 1988 by Mike Krzyzewski to go to Duke. Okay. He was viewed, because he's a tall, handsome, kind of swoopy hair or whatever, okay. blah, blah, blah. Right? He was a Chad. He was an 80s Chad. Totally. He was right. a Johnny from fucking... And he was looked at as some like, kid. oh, just another rich kid going to Duke. Uh, blah, blah, blah. Not true. His dad was a fucking welder, and he fucking, you know, he grew up in, like, the Midwest. He that was makes a, him so tough. He was a Midwestern kid. What made him tough is going out and becoming the greatest basketball player since fucking Kareem Abdul-Jabbar in wow. college history. Okay. Not, yeah. not the pros. I get it. So this is at the time while he's in not college. The they're talking to him up as... Yeah. Okay. And you got to understand me, I'm coming into age where I'm, like, starting to play sports. And yeah. I'm like... And I see this big fucking white kid. I'm like, who the fuck is that? And then I'm like, oh, he's good. Like, he's actually good. Like, I had seen Danny Ferry. I had seen some of those guys. But all this, Leitner was like... What? Like, this guy... <laughs> like And okay. Danny Ferry laid eggs. You know? Too, yeah, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And he was a... I mean, Danny Ferry helped create the Duke... Duke team. Program. Yeah, yeah. You know Which what I mean? is storied now. I mean, yeah. Duke is how many he and, years... He and Johnny Dawkins, like... They're always in the Final Four. Almost every year, right? I mean, you know. I mean, they're pretty... Ish. They're eight pretty successful. Yeah. So, but anyways, I don't want to go on too long. But now we're we talking about talk. college basketball but like, forever. Christian Leitner, to me, it didn't matter to me one fucking iota that he was not a hyper successful NBA player, even though he went to uh, uh, two All Star games. He was pretty fucking good. He was fine. He was good. He went there was to the a lot Olympics, of fine players in the Olympics. In the NBA. Um, he won two national championships. Yeah, man. He was a four team, uh, a four time All American. Who was on those Olympic teams? Um, yeah, he was. He was number twelve. 
He was number 12 on that bench. Um, and arguably, yes, Shaquille O'Neal should have probably been on that team. Yeah. Even though Shaquille O'Neal, if you ask him, and I've seen him in interviews, says, no, Christian Leder should have been on that team. Yeah, He beat my ass in college. Yeah. Two times. Every time, sure. I play, every time I played him, he beat my ass. That was every a time. great Shaquille. Dude. Fucking <laughs> impersonation. 90%, 90% That's exactly how he sounded. Right. Yeah, every you got to do the you got to do the cross eye though, because uh, like uh, Ari Spears, Ari Spears used to do this. Really you mean the good. the guy that just got fucked his career? Oh, the with whole this thing? shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 That, but that, I mean, he did a funny impression of him on Mad TV. Yeah, a while ago. that guy that guy apparently sucks really bad. <laughs> hey, so from what I've anyway, heard, Ari Spears Bobby. is just a piece. No, of No, shit no, and, that, and that's it. I mean, like that's. I love Christian Leitner because he was brash. He was vocal. He didn't have yeah. a fucking problem standing up to anybody. Yeah. Mm. I if people that. came at him, fucking Christian Leitner stuck a fucking dagger in their heart. Like yeah. that guy hit the biggest shot in the history of it's college basketball. It's just the weirdest call. He's, he's the reason I played basketball for 20 years. That's what I'm saying. It's like, it's so in the moment, he's, sports. It's so effective what you do, and that's the conversation. I wanted why, to be him. Why is this so important to our stupid little monkey brains and stupid little reptile brains? Why we see this and we it, it affects our life on a huge degree. So let's Whether, go to let's go to Sean. Sure. Give me an athlete. Um, let's see. Which, which pick your sport? sport. I let's don't give pick a shit. A sport. All right, I don't I'm give gonna, a shit. I'm going to pick the sport I played growing up, which is ice hockey. Yeah. And I'm going to say the most, the answer that 90% of people probably would give my favorite Wayne player Gretzky. was Wayne Gretzky. Yeah. And I was obsessed with Wayne Gretzky as a child. Why? Dude, so when I had first, him in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Why so wouldn't you be? When I started paying attention to hockey and started playing hockey is right like a year after he, uh, Wayne Gretzky had gone from a four Stanley Cup winning team, the Edmonton Oilers, one of the the last, which real is crazy dynasty. to win four in a four four and five years in, in any five years. sport. They lost yeah. one to the Flyers uh, in like '83, and then they won the next one. They won four, and everybody that was on that team ended up becoming high dollar of like veterans. Wasn't that to go Messier? To Messier, Messier that got shit. so yeah. much money for the Rangers when he went there. Marty McSorley was the enforcer. Luke Robitaille. He went to L.A. too, right? Yeah, Yari McSorley. Curry, like like Wayne Gretzky owes Yari Curry a lot of his points because. Wayne Gretzky has like over 900 total points, and that's so you get points one point for an assist, two points for two a goal. Two points for a goal, right. Um, he has an insane amount of points. Like, no one will ever touch his points. No one's ever gotten close since he retired in like 1999. Right. But I love Wayne Gretzky just because of the type of person he was and his story. Like, so I got so obsessed with Wayne Gretzky that like I bought his autobiography when I was in third grade and read the whole fucking thing. And this was Jesus. like a 600 page book. I Sean. bought these videos that I found at the store. There was like, there were inspirational documentaries about him. One was called above and beyond. And I fucking burned that thing out watching it over and over and over things just Weird. that you can apply to life yeah that i learned from him one that's awesome one the best wayne gretzky this, quote ever this feeds back into the meta conversation yeah, yeah. and I best best wayne gretzky quote ever and it's something that people use as inspirational quotes all as a hundred percent of the time yeah you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. i think michael scott said that yeah michael scott yeah, stole that shit from that. Wayne Gretzky. but that. like learning just how wayne because wayne gretzky was also 
not super physically fit. He was he was in athlete shape, but he wasn't huge. He wasn't fast. He just had he was just smarter. Than he was everybody. smarter. When he was a kid, he would he had a chalkboard rink that he had, and he would watch a game, and he would just follow where the puck was going with the chalk and keep going and move it around, and then he would look at where the darkest spots were, and he's like, "That's where the puck." And that's another thing. That's another like inspirational quote. Don't go where the puck is. Go where the puck's gonna be. Yeah. Right. So he would always just find himself in these dark spots That's that he had sick. made, where the puck just landed often That's because of the way it caroms off the boards and shit. He had. I a love mind, that shit. And the shit that he like his his dad, the shit his dad because they didn't have a lot of money growing right. up. The shit that his dad did for him and his brothers to play hockey, like like building a rink in their backyard and just filling it up with a hose to make wow. a rink for him. This kid would go out and just play. You couldn't pull him off of the rink. They would have to go out and drag him off. He'd be out there till like 10 p.m. some nights just skating around in circles, stick handling, fucking taking shots on this little net that they had. Just dedicated to the sport. That's what's up. Dedicated to the sport. Dedicated to charities later in life. Like his dad runs this really awesome street hockey Tournament before Walter Gretzky died. I forget what it's called, but it's like a ball street hockey tournament that yeah. they'd have in Ontario. And people would come from all over the world because it's little three on three teams. You just had to have two other people. That's what I'm talking about. It's about the meta conversation about how important. And we're, it's hard to explain to people who don't like or understand sports. sports. And I'm not talking gender. There's a lot of women I've met in my life that are ex- like obsessed mm-hmm. with sports to a certain degree. What is it as us, as animals, that we have to? It's the same as it used to be. I mean, honestly, when you look at football, let's look at football. Football is our modern day gladiator arena. It is a really rough sport. It's fucking, it's the you closest have, thing we have to that. And it's that before same that, kind of Sean, thing. Before that, Sean, before that, Sean. UFC could consider that. Yeah. It's not just football. Before, and boxing there's violence. could be too. There's, violence. Vi- there, there's been boxing for 150 years. Yeah. It's not a gladiator arena. But what they used to do in the gladiator arenas too, though, the, the element that people forget about is you have the gladiators that just would go one-on-one and fight each other or fight lions and shit. They would also get slaves and people that were in prison and reenact historical battles and watch two people actually have a small war Mm -hmm. and kill each other. And that's very much like football without the killing. It's the, it's a war of inches. You're in, you know, you're going back and forth, taking over land. Yeah. But there were no rules then. No, there's rules now, but, but I, I can appreciate what you're saying. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think sports is, it's attractive on many, many different levels. Obviously, there's a visceral level of watching sure. people just smash each other's heads in. Like some people, that's totally a weird get up on visceral that. level. What we're talking about is the personality level. Like I remember seeing interviews with Wayne Gretzky and thinking that is the most humble, mm-hmm. like self-effacing. Even like would make fun of himself for being like the most physically unfit guy on right. the fucking right. ice. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which was so like. And there's other aspects of sport when you're like, oh, my God, like, this guy's the most braggadocious fucking, like, Tyreek right. Hill. I'm just like, yeah. he's just like, I'm going to I'm gonna fuck you up. I'm going to run past and you. I'm going to throw you deuces. There's things and I'm gonna, that are and, I'm, and I love that, too. There's 
things it, that are attractive with both those things. It, I love the humility. Mm. And that's in also hockey. love the braggadocio. Hockey is the most right? humble sport. You, If you ask the star hockey players, who do you think should MVP, be MVP, they will never say themselves. They will always say somebody else. They'll often say somebody on another team. Even after winning the Stanley Cup, be like, you know, honestly, I think this guy on the other team might have deserved it. When you look at other sports, there is a lot more of the no. oh, it's me. I'm the best. I'm no. the best that has ever lived. You well, know, and, sh- and that's that's one of the another reason I like hockey. So, the, Aaron, like the money is higher. Yeah, hockey players don't make that. Much. Yeah, they don't make a ton of money. No, let's I mean, be honest. NFL guys make some money. Baseball players make all the money. Lee, shit. For, and if you're a can starting we, pitcher, that's for can playing we, once every five games. Can we explain this? Because you're you still follow baseball. I grew up yeah. playing baseball. That was my sport. I was really good at it. I loved, I watched Fernando Valenzuela and Steve oh. Sachs and fucking Ron Say and Steve Yeager and Dusty Baker. And I was Doyers, Doyers, Doyers my whole life. You had to be a Hershizer the f- guy. Yeah, Hershizer. Did you even bring up Earl Hershizer? I have the ball. Oh, I, still oh, have his, I still have his fucking autograph. That's that season was. By the way, Earl Hershizer was fine. Um, Steve Howell on Coke. <laughs> okay. Steve, dude, I was there. Steve I mean, Hershizer had one on, great year. Like, on Steve Howell on year. Coke? Fuck off. That guy had the best year. Um, yeah, Sandy Koufax, son. We had Way a lot of good players, <laughs> but I had a, I had an I had an embarrassment of riches. I lived in L.A. in the eighties and nineties when we had fucking Magic Johnson, Fernando Valenzuela. We had fucking the Cap. We had fucking dude. We had Magic everything. Yeah. Every we he had was good. We had <laughs> we had just championships everywhere growing up. Yeah. That being said, right, I'm wondering. Like, how does everybody else perceive that sport? I could, while we're, I could yeah. speak to that in a minute. Go. Yeah. Oh, to okay. baseball? I could speak to yeah, why, I'll, how I'll everybody else sees it because I grew up playing baseball, watched it all the time. Like, me and my dad would get a giant bag of peanuts from the What's store. What's good and now, baseball. though, Sean? But this What's is the thing. Good now? So, uh, my wife, when I met her, I this was right when the Giants actually finally got good and started winning fucking World Series. So we started dating right before they started that playoff run in 2010. Right. She never watched baseball. Family wasn't really into baseball. It wasn't something they watched. So she she had tried a couple times to watch it, but she was like, this is so fucking boring. It's just so it's true. fucking boring. But I explained <laughs> the game to her. We watched it, and I was like, no, this is this. And she's like, what's this? I explain how it's a game of strategy, right. which can also be boring. I mean, that doesn't, that's not going to make it less it's boring for some people. It's chess. It's chess, but there's still athletic ability involved. Yeah. Let's be honest. 100%. It's not football. And that's 100%. the thing. You you have amazing, like, if you if you want to watch baseball like I do, I'll watch Giants games, but I don't watch full fucking games of a team. Right, I watch. of course. I watch the highlights and the web gems that you can see in like, right. the plays are some of the most exciting things you could see, but they're very rare and they only happen a few sure. times in a game. But the strategy of it, the history of it, yeah. the fact that it's a game that's been around since the late 17 or early 1800s, well, before it was fully organized. Major League Baseball, it about, took a while. What about like just like family stuff? Like, did you watch this with your old man? Oh, yeah. Did you, my you know grandparents what I mean? on yeah. my mom's side. You understand side, what I'm saying? My grandparents on my that. mom's yeah. side were doesn't, such hardcore Do you think that is the element 
Yeah. That puts it in your DNA. That's what put it in my DNA. Like, for sure. I could be a sports fan, right? I could just pick up a fucking I'm, team and I'm, say, I'm a fan of this. I'm going to go left and say, yes, that's part of it. But also, even if you were on an island and somebody told you this is your island team, it's and a you had to go against thing. this team, yeah. there is some sort of weird. Yep fucking tribalism DNA thing that clicks and it feels right. Like, don't I, you feel right when you're with your squad? Yeah, I get like, it. It's weird. It's and a I, geographic I, tribalism thing. You have the tribalism from liking the team because there's plenty of people that are like, right. I'm, like, are you from Cleveland? No, I'm just a Cleveland. What's their new and team? Name? Who, the Browns? No, the new Cleveland baseball team's name. They're not the know. Indians anymore because they know. got rid oh, of the Oh, it's like the... Show. The, I don't know. I can't yeah, remember. but let's okay. Fuck it. Let's use Power the Washington Nationals then. Someone's like wearing a Washington Nationals hat, and they're never yeah. been to Washington D.C. in their life. Their Just dad no. or their uncle right. was. Right. It's a tribalism yeah. thing for that, but then it's also geographic, where it's like you know, you but and I. Isn't that amazing that we're able to like just coagulate into a thing that we're all like but it can't just be that what Bobby's no, also it's saying really interesting. is that you it's have very that interesting. that's easy to glom onto but you need something to get you into it and to start it it's like okay what really made me a Giants fan my whole family were Giants fans I was wearing Giants shit when I was a baby yeah. I had Giants stuff right. but no, the big barbecue with the whole family as we're watching the Battle of the Bay in 1989 with the A's versus the Giants. We have right. two Bay Area teams going against each other. Everybody's crazy. Core memory situation. Yeah, where it was dude. so nut. I'm young. I got a big fucking burger in my hand, chips. Everybody's a little tipsy, making jokes. Everybody's laughing. That part got me even more into it. Now I'm ride or die right. for the tribalist part of it. So where where came your ride or die? Bobby? Oh, I mean, like you guys know, I'm a I'm a huge Miami Dolphin fan. We never know, heard of them. We know this. Uh, it's because we know so, you're a glutton for punishment. So by Tuesday when this drops, you guys are going to know whether or not I've killed myself. So Because they have a really, really big game on Sunday. Yeah. Against a really, really good team. Really, really good yeah. team. So I kill may or may not. they lose that game. They're supposed to lose that game. They are definitely supposed to lose that yeah. game. Yeah. But... That doesn't matter. That, that doesn't matter. We're not going to talk about current affairs. Let's go. What we're going to talk about is why I'm a, why the fuck is yeah, this why? fat, chunky shit from New Mexico a Miami Dolphin fan? Yeah, why? It's really simple. One, I grew up in New Mexico. We didn't have a team. Mm-hmm. And if you were going to watch football, you were either a Denver Bronco fan or, or a Cowboys. Dallas Cowboys uh, fan. With some Raiders fans peppered in because they're fucking yeah. everywhere like roaches. Mexicans. Can I can Sorry. I say can we just say oh, it? No, that's it's not Mexicans. true. No, it's hundred percent true. No, can I way, say they're my friends? It's also white my kids Mexican with friends, face tattoos that like Mex- ICP. My Mexican friends can I loved say? the Raiders. Give me two seconds. My you. Mexican friends loved the Raiders. The reason I was a Miami Dolphin fan is very simple. My brother, unlike my fucking I don't know eighth birthday or whatever the fuck it was ninth birthday, gave me a fucking football. And it was... A Dolphins football. Official. Dan Marino. Mm-hmm. Signed fucking football. I was 10. I was 10. I just did the math. I just did the math. 
I was 10 years old. He gives me this football. I don't have a clue what the fuck a football is because I'm a fat piece of shit reading Nancy Drew books. And (laughs) (laughs) he's got the whole collection. Never read a Hardy Boys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hardy Boys suck. Hey, the ones. No, they got better. The old ones. We're not doing that tangent. But like, no, but that's he gave me this rookie year signed football from Dan Marino for my birthday. Wow. And I was like, I don't know who this is. So I fucking figured it out. And I fell in love with the mythology that was forming. Yeah. The Don Shuley. That makes sense. I got to watch Dan Marino become a fully formulated fucking football That totally makes sense now. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. And now it's in my DNA. I've tried to like You just landed the right time. I've tried to like be a Bronco fan. No, that makes sense. You know what I mean? Man, fuck that shit. But I can't do it. I can't be a Bronco fan. Why no, would I, I've got stories I've heard like that. I have a friend, Heath. Do you remember Heath used to bartend at Steamworks? I know exactly Heath, what you're talking about. Diehard Ohio State fan because his grandparents randomly got him a stuffed bear with an Ohio State jersey when he was a kid and then just became That's a fan of them forever. That's how powerful it is. Yeah. We have genetic memory. Things imprint on us. Mm-hmm. and it, That was a complete never, story about your dolphin shit. I never... Oh, He's told I'm, that I'm sorry. Story I never before. thought. I, yeah, but, I mean that's complete story. Yeah, that's how it happened. That's that's how it happened. Yeah, that's and and awesome. weirdly, I can't shake it. Yeah, I can't not be this. I did the Which, same. By thing. the way, kind of sucks sometimes because I'm a nightmare. Because yeah. you suck, <laughs> and I've had multiple women be like, See, "Can you be another thing?" And I'm like, "No, no, no. I think this is me." And the colors are finished product. But and don't you love? Let's talk about another thing. I want to bring this up because we're kind of all over the board. Aaron, five minutes. You're from LA, but you're a Saints fan. You're from New Mexico, but you're a fan. Same kind of idea. I so I I was like a fan growing up of the Giants, and then I was a fan of wherever Wayne Gretzky was playing until he retired. And then I was like, I'll just be a Sharks fan because they're the local team, and now I'm a diehard Sharks fan. But it's like people get spread out all over the place. What is the deal with? Why is it that like? Why is it that, like, if I walk down the street wearing a Giants hat, then the next day, and a friend of ours whose first name starts with R and we're not allowed to mention on the podcast anymore, gave me a lot of shit once because he saw me wearing a Giants hat at El Moro, and then the right. next day I was wearing a Broncos hat. And he's like, what the fuck, man? I don't get it. And I'm like, what is it about, like, if some if you're a fan of one team, they're, like, upset or they get <sighs> shitty about, oh. you're not a fan of everybody from where you're from. You're spread out all over the place. Well, yeah. this is the tribalism conversation right this this is uh it's it's hard to explain with people that don't have a central base um we're we're just animals looking for something to congregate around we have a central unit we run around that unit and we feel really good about that unit and if something fucks up we offshoot on that unit it's it's very easy when you think about it it's like biological terms when when we're talking about stupid sports teams which we usually do our stupid sports teams as long as they do us right to a certain degree we'll stay with them and that's why I don't know why Bobby still likes the Dolphins. No, because they've done them right <laughs> I'm just, just they've done them right just enough to make him hang on. And if they abandoned Bobby, Bobby would abandon them. Right. But there's a lot of fair weather friends 
that abandoned, like they do a bad move and everybody goes, I don't like him anymore. And they get shooting. Guys like Bobby, guys like myself, guys like you. Mm. We, I'm thinking about ditching the Broncos after this well, year's then, shit show. Then we're not having this conversation anymore. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Anymore. I still love you, him. I'll still wear my shit. Uh, what I'm saying is. We've got a seat left on the uh, bandwagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for the Dolphins. What so. I'm saying is. You suffer through this. You feel like you're like it's very life affirming mm. in the fact that you're like you're suffering for your team. Oh, okay. It's really it's a lot deeper than just Dude. I like a team that does this. You there is, suffer. You wait. I'm sorry. You it's it's like a relation. It's a relationship that you can't really explain, even to the people that you date. Like, you date people, and they're like, well, what are you doing? And like, well, I'm doing this. And I'm like, I don't understand. And you're like, well, you better, because yeah. I'm doing this. And yeah. and it's 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 a relationship with an ideal yeah. that Which, you created for and you, yourself. And it's you, really powerful, and we don't and talk about... And it's powerful. We don't, we don't talk about the power of sports. Like, you say that, like, I would have fallen off the bandwagon. I doubt because, I mean, dude, the Cubs won mm-hmm. in two thousand fifteen. Yeah, but what? how many like fucking, how many Cubs fans how many Cubs fans are after that? Okay, I mean, I watched interviews with like a ninety year old man when they won the world, and he's like, "I've been coming to the stadium and that's since beautiful. I was seven fucking years old. How many people are coming to the stadium now? And I was like, I would never quit on this team. And, yeah, well, but, hey, dude, Aaron, but Aaron, we're talking about you're an real LA fans. fan too. LA real has fans. plenty of fake fans because baseball games are also giant cocktail parties. And when you're in a large market like LA or Chicago, they have tons of fair weather fans, people that I, just go there because you can wrong. talk. And they're not yeah. wrong. It's yeah, yeah, all yeah. star fucker shit. Or people that move it. to LA and it's all just, of a sudden Dodgers fans because yeah. they move there for the industry. I get it. Yeah. I mean, it's LA, dude. Like, you guys go to a certain yoga class at fucking four o'clock on Friday. And we also Because that's where fucking Vince Vaughn goes. And we also Win championships. It's a weird place. All the time. Of course. So we I got it's been used, a minute, but it's you won really one Dodgers, a couple years ago. Dodgers the Rams just won. The Rams just won. Yeah. The Dodgers are having a legendary are we you gonna didn't argue win one since the I mean, until like, what I'm we're not saying, arguing what I'm, about what I'm saying is <laughs> I grew up, I'm a Giants fan, so I will always be like, I grew ah, up fuck the Dodgers. I grew up I grew up knowing that my team was just gonna win championships whether yeah. it was the lakers whether it was the dodgers yeah. when they had the raiders for a minute nobody remembers oh i don't give a fuck about the raiders nobody or the rams cares about the raiders nobody cares about the rams they do now that is not my team year. how about this hashtag not my team yeah okay now we're getting current and that's when i lose interest i love yeah. you because i don't give a shit about the rams yeah we didn't even though nobody about our cares about the They are like the like favorite golfers. Can we all agree, John Daly, because he doesn't no. give a fuck and smokes cigarettes no. and drinks? No, no, I don't care about the Rams. You guys, not my team. I'm really sorry if our sports conversation bored you, but I feel like this is actually a relevant cultural conversation. That's fine, dude. Because we all love sports. I'm here, bruh. It is break time. It's that wonderful halfway point when we need to hear a word from our sponsors. Coming to you from the creators of Blackish and Black as Fuck comes a brand new television experience. Churlish. (laughs) A disenchanted middle-aged white guy goes into a subway with a 50 caliber assault rifle and almost gets arrested. (laughs) 
<laughs> but in the process, he meets the love of his life, Officer Hernandez. <laughs> Starring Jake Busey <laughs> and making her return to the small screen, Aaron Moran. He's been sentenced to a lifetime of love with no possibility of pulo. Unfortunately, on Crackle. She's gone. And welcome back to the Whiskey Reel. How was everybody's break? Gross. I'm, it was okay. See, Aaron is pissed off about something. <laughs> I know he is. Yeah, I don't know. Mine was fine. <laughs> I'm fine. We don't have any feedback to share right now, but if you'd like to reach out to the Whiskey Reel, you can do that by calling 970-426-5344. Bags of cheese? 970-426-5344. Or you can hit us up via email at whiskeyreel at gmail.com or through Facebook or that Instagram. Feels better. At Whiskey feels better. Reel. Yeah. Feels better. I like that. <sighs> it makes my skin feel good. <laughs> <laughs> now we gonna talk about the medias. Hey, so I wanna I'm gonna shoot this over to Sean first. Oh shit! Yeah. So much pressure. Well, no. Why do you keep shooting it over to me? I just yell shit out while Bobby's you guys are just, trying to talk. Bobby just <laughs> shoot shit in people's face. It's true. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> almost to a fault. <laughs> What have you been watching, my friend? Uh, I've been watching a lot of horror movies because it's like every year we start fall earlier. Yes, so it's bitch. like it used to be all of October we'll watch yes, horror movies. Bitch. Then it's, as soon as fall starts, we're going to watch horror movies. And then it, like September 10th or so, yeah. <laughs> Katie like, and I were it. like, fuck Let's it, go. horror movies. Um, so I've been watching a lot of horror movies. I actually watched The Witch, uh, which I hadn't seen. It's six years old, and I hadn't seen it before. It's so, and I saw it because you mentioned it on the podcast. God, and I was so like, good. Oh, oh you've yeah, never I seen, it. seen it? No, I've never seen it. It's wow. one of the okay. better horror movies made in yeah. the last twenty. It's years. because Eggers really fucking does period perfect shit <sighs> so well. Eggers is a conundrum, a tr- troublesome lad. He will make you <laughs> so furious that nothing has happened yeah, for an hour so and a half. Good, yeah. though. And then you're like, holy it's, shit, everything happened. It's I so can't good. Yeah. I mean, with the witch, in the first five minutes, there's a baby getting turned into goop and then getting that's, rubbed all over. And well, over. that's true. Maybe. That's fair. You don't know that. Yeah. Oh, that wasn't Be real. Honest, <laughs> he, 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 he is one of those slow burn. Yeah. Every review of his that's positive is like, it's a slow burn, but. Yeah. yeah. Buckle up. So good. Yeah. Though. The payoff oh is going God. to knock your dick in the yeah. dirt. He gets high critics yeah. ratings and then his audience ratings are yes, lower man. because it's highbrow shit. Yeah. Yes, man. Yep. So Ty West watched, is in that, that category. Um, we mentioned that yeah, I went to Ty Albuquerque. The only reason I went to Albuquerque that's, is because Clerks 3 got released. and That's what I wanted to talk about. Uh, remember, sweet we, Christ. we all, except for Bobby, who ditched us, and we had an empty yeah. seat that was no, depressing. I went, I went, when Jay I went. and Silent Bob reboot came through town, that was awesome. But Kevin Smith didn't add Durango onto his roadshow thing. And honestly, I've seen him live doing the Q&A thing enough times. I don't give a shit anymore. I listen yeah. to him talk on podcasts every week. Don't need that. But 
there's this thing called Fathom Events, and they will do small releases for movies that are lower budget, smaller audience. And so the closest place I could see Clerks in a theater was in Albuquerque. So I saw Clerks 3, which was better than I expected. With uh, I mean, I love his shit. I love the whole universe, so it doesn't matter. But I felt like this one was way more well executed than Jay and Silent Bob Reboot or even Clerks 2. It had a lot more heart. I'll say this. A lot of this movie is carried by um, Brian O'Halloran, who plays Dante. Yeah. Really fucking does a lot of heavy lifting with the acting. Like, that guy's kind of just a regional theater actor they pulled into that before... Yeah. You Let's know, be honest. Clerks. That guy sucks, and he's not really that great an actor. He's he's he, he was good for Dante in the original yeah. Clerks for yeah. what it true, was. True, true. But in this 100%. shit, like he gave a performance that really like touched my heart in this one. It was fucked up because spoilers. Rosario Dawson's in it, right? You see her on everything, but in the beginning of the movie, you find out no. After Clerks two, they get married. And she gets pregnant. She was pregnant in Clerks 2. They, they're they about to get married. She gets killed in a drunk driving wreck like a year after Clerks 2. <laughs> Jesus. So she's dead when this it's starts. So hard. And That's she's only in flashbacks dark. and like... Uh, <laughs> oh, there's Jesus. these scenes with like Dante and her or like essentially he's imagining talking to her at her grave. They're like... You're like, this is... Is this a Kevin Smith movie? <laughs> like right? it's, yeah. So... and And then, you know, they have a bunch of throwbacks to the original so if you're a huge fan of the original clerks and you don't really give a shit about the other stuff he's done you'll really like this movie i i guarantee okay you. all yeah. right which you just described me i so. just described you yes <laughs> yeah 100 i love yeah. clerks i thought clerks yeah. was fucking amazing it's amazing yeah it's it's amazing it was a 90s staple Dog. like spoke to people like us that were like we sit around quoting fucking star wars yeah and we're working these shitty jobs yeah. whether it be in restaurants or behind the counter at a coffee shop coffee. Or a convenience store and it was so real and it was by someone outside the system you know somebody that's just in jersey rented a camera yeah, did man. his own shit and it was it was touching into like these moments in life that you've had mm-hmm. you've you've had that conversation you've sat mm-hmm. at, at a shitty job and you've mm-hmm. talked about fucking Star Wars or yeah. Lord of the Rings or whatever the fuck. Although no matter how much I wanted it to happen, my none of my slutty ex-girlfriends ever fucked a dead guy at my job. Well. Yeah. Which would have been great. <sighs> which I guess would have been cool. <laughs> Dated better. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So. Um, as it would be halved. Um, those are words. <laughs> okay. That's that's a sentence. <laughs> so, do you have music? No, we're not doing music this week. None of us. I don't think any I of us. Have no, I didn't. The best of music. Uh oh. Oh, okay. Well, let the best uh, of ever. Okay. Ever. You brought a lot of fire into here. That's yeah. some strong fucking words, yeah. dude. Yeah. It better not I be have, one of those songs that sucks that you love so much and Bobby brother, and I just nod. Trust me. You you heard of a little guy called Stormzy? No. No. Okay. You've never heard of Stormzy. No. He is basically like the Hova of England. Oh, okay. All right. He's like the master player of England. Who's he that? has a new track that he put out. It is ferocious. Okay. It's called Mel Made Me Do It. 
can we listen to it? From two minutes to two thirty-three. It's hot. It's hip hop, right? Word. Yeah, of course. This one's for you, Kylie. Of course, Kylie, <laughs> you'll love this. Two minutes of this song to two, th- dude. This shit is fire. It's a ten-minute video, and I suggest everybody watch the video. It is powerful. There is a poem at the end by Michaela Coel, who is the girl from Chewing Gum. I will destroy you. If Bobby, I'm sure you know that girl. I will destroy you. Chewing gum. The actress from that, she's amazing. Okay. She pulled out a poem out of her ass that is just fucking fire. All right. Let's let's check out some Stormzy. Stormzy. Mel made me do it. I was like the hockey player from Letterkenny? Go, oh no, that's yeah, Shorzy. That's Shorzy. <laughs> Go to two minutes to two thirty-three. Listen, nigga, you got bigger fish to fry like. If I ever see your girlfriend in Dubai, oh lord, party on the boat, she's on board, and the Birkin is a bag you can't afford, and she like one. Do the maths, you ain't the right one. It's the right son. We send her back before the night's done. I broke one, light one, eight out of ten. She's my eight one. Think of a hit, then I write one on when I sight one. This my, this my Ghanaian flow, it's a tight one. If she pretty, then I put her on a flat. I'll put her on a jet if a pussy wait. Are you feeling, uh, are you feeling wise? I know you are. I don't know if I am. I'm, you are. I, you I are a little bit. You, you want me to, you want me to get wise? Yeah, man. Can right. I do my impression of Aaron fucking up the harp sound so that you don't put it in the harp? That's fair. <laughs> that, that is fair. Every All right, week. Sean. I'm like, no, you don't have I'm to. I'm going last. No, remember? I literally do the thing. Sean's going to go last. I'm going to go All last. Right. All right. Do you want to go or you want me to go? I'll go first. All right, buddy. You need to clutch your pearls of wisdom. We did not rehearse that. That was maybe the best thing I've ever heard in my life. Um, Everybody's going to push you hard. Everybody, man. Everybody's going to push you hard. Your wife, your husband, your children, your boss. Everybody's going to push you hard. Everybody. What can you do? What you can do is this. Take a step back. Take a literal breath. I've told people this. Take a breath. When you're feeling that shit, inhale, exhale. Consider your choices. What are you going to do? And those choices will be met out by your friends, by your countrymen, by everybody that you love. Met those choices out. But take that deep, hard breath in when you think everything's going wrong. Please do it. I'm telling you because I've done it. Do that and then talk to Bobby. <laughs> Bobbeth? Um, I'm going to make mine really simple, you guys. Uh, it's just have a mediocre dick. You'll get anal. I get <laughs> That's what you said earlier. I thought you were going to do a callback jump. I know, but I was going to literally just say that. Ah, God damn it. 
That's fucking funny. By the way, it's not mediocre. I know. I know. I've it's seen average. I've seen the ladies that you've courted, and they're impressive, and it upsets both of us. So there's a difference between mediocre and Holy average. Jesus. Unremarkable is probably a better. Yeah. 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 You're going to be like, huh, all right. All right. I can work with this. <laughs> yeah. You never want to take your pants down. She's like, oh. Oh, <laughs> oh sweet boy. All right. Oh, sweet boy. Eh, we'll give it a shot. It we'll wouldn't have been the whiskey reel with me back if I didn't just step all over your clutch. So it's it's like tradition. I had to do it. It really is truly traditional. I love it. <laughs> and I was going to spend my pearls saying how fucking thrilled I am just to be around my boy yeah and all of us together again is so fucking wonderful I mean I fucking I miss you guys I miss us as a unit Mm. as a team and I guess if there's a pearl to come out of that it's just like don't ever forget and don't ever ever take for granted like those That's moments that you say. have with your fucking people, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when you have people that it works, it works. Yep. Works fucking that. And it doesn't. And and we think that that's common, but it's not. Nah, it is it's not, not common. common, man. So it. Thank you so much for coming out, and I'm gonna leave this episode in your hands because I know you're capable. Um, <laughs> I just really, really appreciate you being here. <laughs> It means, it, it means a lot. It means a lot to me. I love being It means too. a lot to me. And you and I are going to podcast next week together. We are. We're going to do like two hours together. It's going to be it's fucking gross. crazy. And it's your... Uh, are you sure you want the first episode to be me interviewing you? That well, seems to set a weird tone. It's, it's actually not the first episode. You're going <laughs> to... Okay. You're going to interview me, which is going to be released probably as the third or second or third episode. Okay. Um... The first episode. Well, dropped I guess it makes today. sense though, because don't you have to ascend in order to judge others first? <laughs> Bobby, I feel like fine. we don't have to take the semantic. Okay, I feel like we don't have to take the the the, the, the theme of people have no idea. By the way, now available on the whiskey reel thread is uh, what is it called? Thread? No, feed. Feed on our RSS feed is. Uh, Whiskey Reel to the Judgment Day, and I think it's going so going pretty good so far. Nice. I think uh, it's gonna be great. Sean Moriarty next week is gonna mm-hmm. interview me mm-hmm. to determine my movie choices, and then I will interview him. Yes. I probably won't release that episode for a few months, but oh, great, cool. So no, because totally excited like, to do Kevin it. Smith. <laughs> Kevin Smith. I don't. My favorite movie him. is Mole Rats. Actually, you know I what makes me cry? Much Chasing that. Amy. Do you know <laughs> what's the scariest movie I've ever seen? Tusk. <laughs> I, bear, I I wrote out all my answers, and I think I mentioned a Kevin Smith movie once. I'm Can I change you. my pearls of wisdom, dude? I'm just kidding. I, I want to change my pearls yeah. What's of your wisdom. What's your new pearl, Aaron? Go ahead, Aaron. Don't fucking trust anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Never trust them. You're right. Just bust them. In the words of Flavor Flav, don't trust it. All right. Sean Moriarty. So I wanted to get a little serious. So Aaron, Let's take a moment. Like Kylie, take a moment. Yeah, much like Kylie, a couple weeks ago when you were talking about, um, you know, mental health issues. Are we and, still? Yeah, we're still recording. When okay. we were talking about mental health issues and like yeah. how important it is, I wanted to kind of expand on that because that was super. Okay. It was super. It made it really touched me. It got it fucking made me cry. Like it made our super fan Kylie cry thinking about it and knowing that I know the individual that you were talking about and. Yeah. Um, 
So like, I felt like it was, we should touch on it again. Like we live in a culture now. Thank fucking God. Cause 20 years ago, it wasn't like this where yeah. like we are trained now. They're, we're telling kids now, look for the early warning signs when it comes to self harm, look yeah. for the early warning signs when it comes to, if people are threatening to take their own life. Yeah. Um, and people are, 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 it happens too much. It's awful. So I want to ask you guys a question. Um, how come Lizzo gets to do it slowly with cupcakes and we're just supposed to be fine with it? All right. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs>